Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Hey, I'm Jared. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City. And if you're uh, new around here or maybe you've moved to the city recently, you kind of found yourself transplanted to Chicago or you're, you're watching and worshiping with us online, I want to say welcome. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, I'm so glad you're here. And type it in the comments. Say, I'm so glad you're here. Let us know where you're joining us from. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I mean, I'm so glad you're physically here. I'm so glad you're with us online. Let them know you're glad you're here because this weekend you get to see, as Pat mentioned, what's at the heart of this church, really what it is all about. You, you get to, to see who we are actually all about as we celebrate baptism. You get to be a part of that celebration. And, and my hope and, and my prayer is that you actually get to be a part of that invitation, that this would actually uh, be a time for you to participate in that as a church. And, and you get to celebrate that. We get to do that in your life as well. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about who we are as a church, just so you know. We are a local church with a global vision, but a really simple mission. We want to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. That's why we do everything we do. That's why we do what we're about to do here today. It's what we're going to celebrate. And, and again, I, I believe, I believe in my gut, our staff, our volunteers, we've been praying all week that the reason you're here today is to experience that personally. And for some of you, it means that you didn't wake up today thinking you're going to get baptized, but today's the day that this celebration becomes your invitation to say yes to Jesus. I believe in a movement, like we just sang, a movement of God to fall in this place and over your life today so that you can experience the freedom that he offers you, the freedom that God offers you to find yourself in the waters of baptism today. Now listen, we are in week three of our Be Love initiatives. You're kind of new around here. We're taking the next couple months to explore what it really means to be love. And the whole idea is that when you get how much God loves you, you get to be love to others. You get that God God loves you, you get to then be that love and share that love and spread that love to others. And today we're going to explore specifically what it means for you to be free. How can you be free in that love of God? Now, uh, some of you know that Gene and I have, have, have mentioned over this last year that we're in the process of, or we have been in the process of renovating a home that we finally moved into this summer. Thank you, Jesus. It's still being renovated as we live there, but we're in it. That's all that, that's all that actually matters. And our family has been through a lot. This is a long journey of lots of shifts and transitions and, and challenges uh, along the way. And there's been one particular member, I'm not trying to rat them out, but I feel like I have the mic and they don't. One particular member of our family that has had the hardest time with this move and this transition. And they are arguably the one in our family who has it the easiest of all of us. The person that's really been struggling, you might want to pray for them right now in our family, has been struggling with this move, is our, our little dog, Louie. No, don't you get on his side, because I'm about to share some things about Louie right now. Now, he looks cute, and he is a cute dog, and he's a good little dog, but he has been an absolute mess during this move into this new home. We have two dogs, Moses and Louie, and, and Louie is the black sheep, black dog. He's demon-possessed. I don't know what is going on with this dog right now. He's not, how can we say this? He's not adjusting well, okay? He's not adjusting well. He has forgotten all of our rules. He doesn't care about any of our rules. And since we've moved in, he's taken it upon himself to mark every room in our house as his territory. Don't feel sympathy for him. This is my story. 
Y'all, these dogs are testing me. I feel like the Lord is testing me with these dogs right now. They are so lucky that they are so cute, or this story might end uh, differently. But they're, they're not making it easy for us to love. That's all I'm saying. They're not making it easy for us to love them. So we're actually having to train our dogs all over again. Now, I want to just a little confession time. This is our third dog trainer in six years our third dog trainer in six years. And before some of you all are starting to think like, well, maybe the problem isn't the dogs. Maybe the problem is you. Check your spirit. I want you to check your spirit and you see if that's from God or not. I don't want you coming at me in the comments or in the lobby afterwards. It's their problem, not ours. Anyway, one of the things we're working on with this brand new trainer that we just, like two weeks into living in this house, we had to bring in a brand new trainer and she's working on us with like basic command. If you've had a dog before, you know, Stay, like if you have a cat, your rules and words mean nothing to them. But for our dogs, stay is a command because like when we're cooking or doing things in the kitchen, we don't want them walking around and sniffing around. So we say stay, we go to their, they have a little place, go to your place, stay. And then there's a word that she gave us, a little phrase, a little short little phrase that like uh, magically like releases them from the spell they are under of stay. And before they can do anything, before they can move, they have to hear this magic little phrase. And I want, I, I could tell you about it. I could try and explain it to you. But yesterday when I was working on some training with our dogs, I decided to, to film it, to record it. And I thought I could show you uh, Moses and Louie uh, doing this new command. Check it out. Stay. Good boy, stay. Good, stay. So good. You ready? You're free. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, did you hear that command? Did you hear what I said? As soon as I say, you're free, like literally, like their souls have been liberated and they just, and here's what's so funny. Every time we say it, they just run. They literally jump and run. They don't have no destination. They just jump and run. They're so excited to be released. And it's so funny to watch. And, 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 and every time I say that, in fact, here's what's so funny. I, so I recorded that. And then I was kind of watching it back before I sent it over to the team. And I was playing it out loud. And they were laying next to me. And they heard on, the, on my phone, you're free. And they just got up and jump and ran. True story. They're like so conditioned now to hear those words. And it got me thinking about that phrase, especially with what we're looking at uh, this weekend is that Jean and I can tell them, our kids can tell them all day long, you're free. But in reality, they're not actually free, are they? They're not like actually really free. I mean, they're not even close to being free because they live in our house, our air conditioned house. They don't live in the wild where they're free to roam. They live within our house where there's food all the time and water and treats for not getting into the trash, right? These dogs aren't free. They sleep on hypoallergenic memory foam dog beds that we had to order for them because they needed them. They are not free. In fact, every time they do go outside, they're on leashes and we follow around behind them with little bags. To, you know, if you have a dog, you know what I'm talking about. They're not actually truly free. They haven't been a, a, a free, like truly free one day in their life. It's not like we found these dogs out in the wild hunting game and foraging for food. These cream puffs wouldn't last five minutes in the wild if they were truly free. Listen, just because we say to them, you're free, it doesn't actually mean that they really are. And the same is true for you and me. 
The exact same thing is true for you and me. You can say, you can talk all you want about how you're free or you're getting free. And we can chase after this, that, and the other thing to try and experience that freedom that it promises. And you may even think like, oh no, I'm free. I'm really getting free. But the question I want us to consider for just the next couple moments is this. Are you as free as you want to be? Are you actually as free as you want to be, because regardless of whether we know each other yet or not, and I hope to get to know you, if I don't know you yet, I wanna get to know you, but regardless of of whether we know each other yet or not, I actually know something about you. You wanna be free. You really want to be free, free from your past, free from the burdens that you walked into this space or you're joining online with that you're carrying that are weighing you down. Don't you wanna be free from that? You wanna be free from that feeling of anxiety that feels like it's always with you. You want to be free from maybe that hopelessness you're feeling after this last year and a half, almost two years. There's, has anyone felt like a sense of what's it all about? What's it all for? Or a sense of purposelessness that you're feeling in your life or just the funk that comes from being this long in a global pandemic. You just, don't you want to be free? I think we all want to be free. I, here's how I know this about you, because I want to be free. I want that for my life. I want to be free. You and me, we want to be free. We long to experience that fullness of freedom that God both promises and only God can provide. And here's the good news for each and every one of us. Here's the good news for you today. No one wants you to be free more than God. No one wants you to actually be free more than God. The God who who knows you, who created you, who loves you, wants you to be free, to live free to experience freedom in your everyday life, unlike anything this world actually has to offer you. And and he made a way for you to be free through his son, Jesus. It's the heart of everything we believe around here, that Jesus not only showed us what this kind of freedom looks like through his life and the life that he lived, but he offers us this kind of freedom through the life he gave. Let me say it this way. The freedom that Jesus gives comes from the life he gave. He did it all so that you could be free. His life, his death, his resurrection, they are your way to real, to true, to full freedom. They're my way to freedom. And listen, this is exactly what Jesus promised. He talked about this. He talked about us and what he came to offer to you and to me in John 8, 36. This is what he says. Let's look, and I'm going to pause here, 11. And, and if you're worshiping with us online, you just need to type in all caps when we stop on this word, okay? So when I stop on a word, you say it out loud. We got that? Make sense? Awesome. This is what he says in John 8, 36. So if the son, that's Jesus, if the son sets you what? Sets you free, you will be free indeed. If he sets you free, you will truly actually finally be free. You can experience that freedom, the freedom that only Jesus can offer. This is soul level, spiritually liberating freedom. It's the kind of freedom that, can, that, that can, you can look out over your life and feel free, not bound by those things that maybe you walked in here with or you joined us online here with today. It's the kind of freedom that doesn't cost you anything, but it cost him everything that he would make that kind of way, that for that kind of freedom, 
for you to experience. It's the kind of freedom that, listen, this is what's so crazy. It's the kind of freedom that not only sets you free, but has the power to set others free. Have you ever been around someone that you're like, man, they are really actually truly free. They are really living a life that I want to live. Your freedom has the power to free others around you. It's a powerful way that God has actually set this up. It's the kind of freedom that, that doesn't wear out over time. It doesn't run dry. It's the kind of freedom that God longs for you to live into, to not be bound up or weighed down again by anything of this world. In fact, this is what the Apostle Paul, who came just a few years after Jesus, as he continued the work and the ministry of Jesus, as the church began to spread around the world, Paul went back to those words of Jesus. And this is what he says in Galatians 5.1. We're going to do the same thing where I pause, you shout. You guys did so awesome last time online. I can just feel the comments flowing. So when I pause, you shout it out. This is what Paul says. He says, it is for what? It is for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us what? free. It's for freedom. That's why he did it, that Christ has set us free. So he says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be what? Be burdened again by a yoke of slavery, by something you're hitched up to, something you're tied up to that's going to keep you from experiencing that freedom. It is for freedom that Jesus sets you free. Freedom, listen, listen, freedom to break generational patterns in your family. That freedom is available to you. Some of us have been carrying stuff around with us that wasn't ours to begin with. It's the freedom to break those patterns. It's the freedom to forgive people that you said are unforgivable before. It's the kind of freedom to actually love others authentically, genuinely, even the people that are difficult to love. And here's the fun thing about that. You are difficult to love to somebody else. So you can just kind of get over that one. You may think I got all these people that are difficult to love. Guess what? You're on someone else's list as well. It's the kind of freedom that frees you to love them fully. It's the kind of freedom that allows you to be generous, to just have that freedom to say, this, it's not mine, it's a gift from God. That's true freedom. And what Paul is saying here is, if that's available to you, why would you settle for anything less? Why would you settle for anything less? Why would you settle for anything else? Why would you ever go back to any of those things, listen, that may have said to you, you're free, but could never deliver? Those things that leave you more bound up and, and, and weighed down than you ever were before. Why would you let yourself be burdened by anything other than the freedom that Jesus offers? And I want to show you how easy it is for us to go chasing after freedom in places that can never truly actually set you free. Things that say you're free but actually never can leave you fully free. And to do that, I'm going to ask my friend Sharice to come out. She's a friend of mine, been a friend of mine for a long time in this church. Can we welcome Sharice to come out here? Hello, friend. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, Sharice, you, your job today is to represent all of us, okay? So all of us, you are Sharice. Sharice is you. No pressure. You're just representing countless people. So here's the deal. Sharice uh, is going to help us see what it looks like for this lifelong search that all of us have to really find freedom. And when I say lifelong, I really do mean that. It begins actually in your childhood. Whether you could name it or articulate it or not, you had this feeling, this desire to actually really truly be free. It all begins when you're actually born because unlike, you know, our dogs, you know, like our dogs, you're, you're not born into the wild. You weren't born into the wild, raised by a pack of benevolent wolves. Okay. So you weren't born into the wild either. You were born into a family or you were brought into a family as good or bad as you may classify them. Every family, every childhood experience comes with its own baggage and burdens that you pick up at a very young 
age. And, and maybe for you, those baggage, like that baggage, those burdens that you carry with you, Sharice, would you mind putting this on real quick? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not light. I'm not going to lie to you. Awesome. All right. So, and you can just kind of do a little spin around so we can see, like, this is what we come into this life with. We come in with burdens from family and from our childhood. And maybe for you, it was an overbearing parent for you. And there was just something you had to break free from that relationship. Maybe for you, it was the lack of a parent. There wasn't someone around that should have been there for you. Maybe for you, it was a divorce in your family. And that became your burden that you had to carry now with you. Maybe for you, it was some form of abuse in your family. And you didn't didn't know what to do with that, but it was heavy and it's been weighing on you your whole life. Maybe it was rejection or not being chosen or not being cherished or not being loved. And without even realizing it, you were weighed down with all kinds of bumps and bruises and burdens and and trials and trauma that you picked up along the way. Again, you may not even be able to name it all, but you felt it all all your life. You can feel it throughout your life. Anyone relate to that? That you picked up a burden, you picked up other stuff from your family, your childhood that you are looking to get free from. And so we go looking to find our freedom. And oftentimes what we end up doing is we go looking for our freedom from all that pain and the presence of it all. We go looking for our freedom in someone else. Because the thought is, if people got me into this pain, people have to get me out of it. Makes sense, right? If people got me into this mess, then I guess a person's going to have to get me out of it. And so we go looking for people to actually get us out of our pain and so that we can experience the freedom that we so desperately desire. And so here's what we do. We hitch our wagon and we hang our hopes on someone else. Here you go, Sharice. You're going to have to figure out where this goes to free us. Yeah, just like baby Bjorn it. Yep, there you go. Awesome. You got it? Yep, got it. Just like real talk. These are not light. Nope. Nope. Good. All right. So I'll make this illustration as brief as possible. So here's what we do. We go looking for someone else to, to free us. But what's the problem when we go hanging our hopes and hitching our wagons to someone else to free us? They're another person who's bringing all of their bruises and burdens with them, all their trials and traumas. And they just now bring it into your life. And we think that, oh my gosh, maybe they can free us from this feeling that we have. But but they can't ever do that. Maybe for you, you went looking for that kind of freedom in a, a codependent relationship. You know, if I, can, if I can just make this person happy, then I'll finally be happy. I'll finally be free. Or maybe it's an over-attachment to a friend. You just were really attached to a friend growing up or in your life in this season right now. Maybe it might be a romantic relationship. It might be a, a hookup. It might be an affair. It could be anything. Or in this case, anyone that you believe can set you free, can actually have you feel free. And that is what they promise, whether consciously or not. And we might even feel free. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we might even feel free for a little bit. Like the, the weight's a little more balanced, isn't it? So it might feel a little bit better for a little while, but before long, the burden only just gets bigger and bigger until we begin to realize that there is no one person that can complete you. There is no one person that can actually set you free. And maybe, I bet you, um, I want to ask you a story, I bet you you found that out personally in your life. I bet all of us have found that out in our lives, that a, a person can't give us that freedom that we so desperately desire. And so, okay, so we go, what do we do? What do we do? We've got to come up with a new strategy, right? So we go looking to a form of escape to find our freedom. And lots of times this can come through substances or experiences. Here you go, this is... Coors Light. It's the champagne of beers right there for you. 
Sharice, uh, and, 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 and there's nothing, I'm not, like in this illustration, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with alcohol. It's just a representative of any sort of substance that we use or abuse to try and find some sense of freedom. And it can feel like for a moment, like it does deliver us, whatever it may be. It, it can feel like, oh my gosh, I finally feel free after that experience or after that, you know, hook or that high or whatever it was. But for any of us who've gone chasing our freedom in any form of, of substance or experience like this, what inevitably eventually happens, the buzz wears off and that high comes to an end. And the come down is rough because what we have to do then is we go have to find more. If I just had more of this, maybe then I'll finally feel free. And somewhere deep inside, we know that this is not a sustainable solution to finding freedom in our lives. It just, it just can't and it won't last forever. And maybe some of us have gotten to that point where you've hit rock bottom and you realize this is not the path. This did not leave me free. It left me more weighed down and more bound up. I know, I know that that may be part of your story as well. So what do we do? We go, okay, this isn't going to work. I need something more reliable. I need something more dependable that can actually deliver the freedom that I'm so desperately looking for. And oftentimes what we do in our lives is we assume that if I could just find it and maybe in my work, if I just had that dream job, then I'll actually finally feel free. And because if I get that dream job or if I get that promotion, I'm going to need you to figure this part out. Um, there you go. Yep. And then this, and then that. And I'm going to need these back by Monday. Can you please file this for me and have them back by Monday? So if I just work hard, then I can make more money. And what do we tell ourselves? The more money I make, the more freedom I can experience, right? And so we go chasing down that job. If I just have this, then I'll finally be able to experience some of the freedom I want. And so we throw ourselves into work and we break all kinds of boundaries, all the while telling ourselves that this is the path to real freedom. And that one day when you're too old to actually enjoy it, you'll finally be free. You'll have all that you desire. And when that fails, as it so often does, as it inevitably does, I know all of us can say, yep, I went down that path. It is not what I thought it was. What we do lots of times is we turn to something else that can maybe elevate our consciousness and help us get a little higher. And so, ready? Yeah. Okay. So we turn to religion or we turn to, how you doing? Okay, we turn to religion or we turn to self-help or we turn to whatever next guru comes along to say, okay, if I can just, if I can just achieve maybe this enlightenment, then I'll actually be free. And, and religion is a place that lots of times, lots of people go looking for this. In fact, it may be part of why you're here or with us online right now. We dive in hoping to find freedom in religion and we join all the groups, right? If I just join all the groups, then maybe that'll be my path to freedom. And we read all the books, or at least we act like we do when we're in the group. And then we say, we, I'm going to commit. I'm going to go to church every week. I'm going to do it. That's going to be my path. Okay, I'm going to go to church once a month. I'm going to, I got to get there and I'll feel, okay, if I'm going to go to church in 2021, at least once in 2021, I'm going to make it there. And then maybe I can earn the freedom that we so desperately desire. And maybe you felt this way. Maybe you personally, maybe you felt this way too. That if I just had more religion, then I can be free. You know what I've found? I've been in this game a long time. Do you know what I've found? The most religious people I know are the least free people I know. Anyone else experience that? The most religious, all bound up by this is the way and this is it. They're, <laughs> they're the least free people I know. I think this is why Father Richard Rohr said that religion is one of the safest places to hide from God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, right? That, that's a whole word right there, isn't it? Religion is one of the safest places to actually hide from God, to not ever actually experience that freedom that you so desperately desire. This is how it feels when we go chasing after freedom through all kinds of things that may say, you're free, but never deliver. This is not how Jesus longs for you to live. This is not the freedom that he came to give you. In fact, remember what we read just a minute ago in Galatians 5.1? Paul says, it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Not this, it's for freedom that he set you free. So why would you ever let yourselves be bound again by any of this form of slavery? See, Jesus made a way for you and me to actually be free. So why would you put your faith in anything else that promises you freedom, but leaves you more bound up and weighed down. See, this, this is what Jesus' freedom looks like. He takes the burden. And not only does he take the burden, you get to give him your burdens, each and every one of them. And he takes them all. No matter what your story, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how long it's been, he takes it and he says, that's not your burden to carry. Will you let me carry this with you? Will you let me carry this for you? This was not meant for you. I can actually set you free. He covers it all. He covers the tab for your life. This is what Jesus meant when he said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Look at how he uses that same language as Galatians 5.1. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find, what's the word? You will find rest, rest for your souls, freedom for your life. For my yoke is, is easy and my burden is light. This is how he meant for you to live. Can we thank Sharice? Thank you so much. Thank you. That's the life he invites each and every one of us into. He invites you into. And you may have been around Jesus or a Christian for a long time, but you don't feel free right now, do you? He's saying, you can come to me and lay your burdens down. I will carry them with you. I will carry them for you. You can be free. You know, this last week, I had the tremendous privilege and opportunity to go away for six days to California, and, and I went to an intensive there. And I'm just going to say this. It was a very intense Intensive. They put the word intense into intensive because it was all focused on healing and wholeness and experiencing freedom. You know, when you get there, you have to give them your phone and your laptop. You're not allowed to have any technology the whole week. You're not allowed to share your last name and you're not allowed to tell anyone what you do for a living. How awesome does that sound? It was like just that. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be, I had the shakes for the first day and then I was like, I don't want my phone back. I don't want any of it back because I began to experience all those things that have bound me up and have tied themselves to my identity that I thought could free me and, and just don't. So all we did for six days is we just did the work. 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 Each day a therapist worked with a small group of us each and every day, walking us through our family of origin, walking us through past trauma, pain, grief, loss. It was a profoundly powerful experience for me. 
And when friends are asking me, like, what is this thing you're going to? I was like, I don't know how else to describe. I'm basically going to counseling camp. I think that's the only way to describe. I'm going to counseling camp for six days because I need to work on my soul. I don't feel free. I feel so bound up. And while I won't go into any of the specifics about what happened there, this isn't the place really to do that, I will say this. It was absolutely life-changing for me. And as it was for all of those who were actually a part of it, strangers who I did not know, a single person when I showed up there. And one of the things that I couldn't help but notice, again, all strangers when the week started, one of the things I couldn't help but notice was just how bound up we can get, our lives can get, how weighed down we show up to the world, just weighed down. We don't even realize all that we've been carrying for all of our lives. Then I saw it in the lives of each and every person. I saw it in my own life. People just bound up and weighed down by grief, bound up and weighed down by trauma, by anger, by unforgiveness, by wounds in their lives, bound up by all sorts of paths that they pursued that never actually led them to freedom. And, I, and all of us there, some, some people who were of similar faith as mine, some people who were of a different faith, some people who wouldn't claim to have any sort of faith, all of us had this in common. We just want to be free. And all the while, while we're going through the work all week, I had this quiet prayer in my heart. Thank you, Jesus, that you are my way to freedom. The work matters. This work matters. It's important for me. I want to give myself fully to it. There's healing that needs to happen. There are steps that I need to take. But I know the source and the author of real freedom. I know that it's not found in any of these other paths. That he is the one that said, I've come to set you free so that you can be free indeed. And so here's the question I want you to wrestle with this week. Here's the question I want you to wrestle with right now in this moment. How free do you want to be? Really? Like, how free do you really want to be? Do you believe that full freedom is available to you? You can actually be fully free? Or do you want to spend the rest of your life kind of looking to, to this and that and them that promise you you're free but can never really deliver? Do you, do you want to spend another day sort of bound up and, and weighed down by those burdens? Or do you want to receive the freedom that Jesus came to give you to set you free? the only one who can truly actually ever set you free. How free, how free do you really want to be? Because in a moment, we're going to have an opportunity to witness and experience that freedom that comes from a relationship with Jesus, to welcome it, to celebrate it through baptism. And if you've ever been to one of our baptism celebrations before, you've heard us say, Pat mentioned it earlier, you've seen people in shirts today that say, baptism is what transformation looks like in public. You know, that's, if you want to know what we're all about, this is it, you get to see it. Because these are just everyday, ordinary folks who just want to be free. They get how the choices in, in their life and the paths that they've pursued and even how their sin has separated from them from God, but they also get how much God loves them and all that God has done for them to be free. And they've just decided to follow Jesus as best they can for the rest of their lives. And today they're following him into the waters of baptism. And maybe, 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 just maybe, you're gonna join them there. Maybe today is the day that you get baptized. In a moment, we're going to give an invitation to, to anyone and to everyone who wants to be baptized to do just that, to just declare today that you are stepping into the freedom that Jesus has actually made available to you. 
Now we're going to ask you to, to get up and to go back and to get baptized today. Again, you may not have woken up today thinking you were going to get baptized, but you're going to go to bed today experiencing the freedom of Jesus that comes when you mark this moment by saying yes to him. Now, just a quick word on baptism. For those of you maybe kind of new around here or new to this sort of stuff, uh, this is a, a, a sign. It's like a symbol. It's, it, it's a symbolic act that you're saying yes to Jesus. And the symbolism is all right there. You see it when people go under the water and they're raised up. That's to symbolize someone going from death to life, from, from, from going to old to new, from going from bound to free. There's nothing special or magical about the water. I feel silly every time I have to say this, but it's literally, it's just water. We don't fly it in from Rome. We don't bring it from Jerusalem. We say this every time. It's Lake Michigan water, and y'all know how sketchy Lake Michigan can be. So we pray extra for the people who are stepping into these purified Lake Michigan waters today. It's just water, but it's a symbol, a powerful symbol, and you see it, and you feel it, and you experience it when you come. And maybe you're thinking, you know, like, okay, well, wait a second. I've been baptized before. Can I only do that once? You only get like one ticket on that one? And I'd say absolutely not. If, if anything has shifted or changed in your life, and who among us has not shifted and changed over the last 20 months? You are not the same person you were two years ago. None of us are. And maybe you were baptized years ago and you go, man, I, I, my life has gone more down this pursuit and today I want to say yes to Jesus. I, I want to be free from this funk. I want to be free from this drifting. I want to be free from this hopelessness. I want to experience the freedom of Jesus. Then you can get baptized today, even if you're getting baptized again. Or maybe you were baptized as an infant and you were like, wait a second, how does this work? Does this cancel that? Like my parents did this. I don't want to offend my parents. They did this when I was a baby. Again, you had no say in that. They just did that for you. And what this is, is it's not a cancellation of you being baptized as an infant. It's a completion of their intention for you. See, their intention for you when you were baptized as an infant was that you would one day say yes to Jesus. They can't control that or make you do that, but you get to have that choice today. And so if you choose to get baptized today and you were baptized as an infant, it's not a competition or it's not anything like that. It's a completion of that baptism. And you may be thinking, well, this is awesome, but the, like this, this isn't my swimwear. I didn't, I didn't come... Like this is like actually, I like, like, like took off the sweats and put on pants today. Like this is not what I wanted to do. Here's the great thing. Our team has thought through every single detail. They have lovingly, thoughtfully thought through everything. We have shorts, t-shirts, hair products, Soul City branded underwear. I'm not kidding. We have not the Soul City branded part, but we have everything, everything you could possibly need. They've thought through it all. And what, what they're going to do is they're going to meet with you and then they want to pr pray for you and prepare you and then bring you out here to be baptized and we'll keep all your stuff so that you can get dressed right afterwards and go back in the clothes that you showed up in. We just don't want anything to keep you from saying yes to Jesus today. We don't want anything to keep you from experiencing the freedom that he offers you today. And maybe for you, you're here as a, as a couple or, or maybe you're here as a family. Some of the most powerful moments we've had celebrating baptism are when parents get baptized with their kids or when couples get baptized together. And we want to encourage you to do that. You can all come here together and get baptized today. We don't want anything to stop you from saying yes to Jesus. And maybe you're going to do that in a moment. You're going to say yes, and you're already feeling the butterflies in your stomach. But you know today's the day. You know this is what you need. And you just need to grab the arm of the person next to you and say, this is happening. It's on. We're doing this. And maybe they go with you. Or what I want to encourage is that everyone comes and meets you at the tank. And here's the fun thing. We just did this at the 9 o'clock. We cleared out a lot of room here in front of the tanks. It's not for... 
a mosh pit or anything. It's like for more of like a praise pit. Like we just kind of clear this space out so that anyone who wants to come and celebrate someone can come up to the front. And here's the fun thing. Last service, people who didn't even know people who were getting baptized all came up to the front to celebrate them. We would ask people like, how do you know them? I don't, I just want to celebrate this. And maybe you can't kind of see from where you're at, then just come down. We created room for you to be here because what we want people to do when they come out of the waters of baptism is not only to come up out of the water and see that they are free, we want them to know that they're not alone that they're a part of a community, a family that is here pursuing that freedom of Jesus with them. And so maybe for you, maybe for you today, the, the invitation is to come up here and just celebrate a stranger and say, I see you, I see you, I see God's work in you. So in a minute, I'm gonna pray. And when I say amen, that's your cue. Some of y'all been through this before, you know. You literally just go, you don't wait. Like you don't say, oh, maybe I'll do it next week. We're not doing this next week. We're doing it today. And you're here. And now is the moment for you to say yes to Jesus, whatever that may look like for the first time, for the hundredth time. And for you to mark that moment today and let us celebrate you in the spirit of community. So I wanna ask you to stand if you would. And I wanna invite all of us to do a little meditation and reflection as we prepare our hearts to get baptized. Again, some of us having no idea that we're about to step into these waters, but I believe God brought you here for a purpose today. It's no mistake, no accident you're here. So here's what I wanna do to prepare us I'm gonna do a little meditation reflection. I want you to, if you would, to close your eyes. And as you're standing there, would you just close your eyes just so you can focus, get anything out of your hands that might be distracting you. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about an area in your life right now where you feel bound up and weighed down, where you don't feel free, where you know there's more. And you wanna experience that freedom that Jesus has to offer. Here's what I want you to do with your hands. Would you make as tight of a fist as you possibly can? Like really let your fingernails dig into the palm of your hand right now, just as tight as you can. Make a fist right now, as tight as you can. And I'm not gonna have you hold this for too long. I just want you to feel what it feels like. Do you feel everything is constricting? Everything's kind of swelling up right now as you make that tightest fist you can make. This is how our lives can feel, constricted, limited, burdened, weighed down. And whatever that area, those areas are for you, there's freedom that's available to you. So here's what I want you to do with that tight fist as tight as you can. I want you right now to just release it and open your hands up. And experience that lightness as blood is now flowing through your veins. That weight, that burden released. That's the invitation today. That's what only Jesus can do. Only he can deliver. And so if you want to say yes to Jesus today, again, for the first time or the hundredth time, I want to invite you to do so. Don't miss this moment. And maybe you just pray along in your own words and kind of repeat the words I'm praying, but you, you say it for yourself to Jesus right now. You can just say words like this, like say, like, Jesus, I want to be free. You just tell him right now, Jesus, I want to be free. I'm tired of living bound up and weighed down. I want the freedom. I want the life that you promised. I confess that I've made a mess of my life and all those other paths couldn't deliver, but I believe you will. So Jesus, I say yes to you today. I say yes to your Holy Spirit right now even, filling me, giving me new hope, new purpose, new freedom over my life. 
Jesus, thank you that you said yes to me so that I could say yes to you. And God, I pray right now, even as we're standing in this posture, if there's anyone right now, your spirit is tugging on their arm, is moving in their heart to be baptized today, that they would not resist you, that they would not fight you, that they would just simply say yes to you. For anyone and everyone, I pray for every student in the balcony right now. I pray for every parent. I pray for every partner. I pray for, for every person who maybe thought it's too late. I'm too far gone. Would you just wash over them right now with a freshness, a renewing of your love? And would you remind them that no, they are chosen, they are loved, and they are meant to be free. And that they would just say yes to you today and they would mark that moment by being baptized in the context of this community. Would you help us just say yes to you today, Jesus? That's our hope, that's our heart, that's our prayer. In your name, amen.